Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session and we're at the start of a brand new month, and that means a new lineup of RPGs ahead of us. I am Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and I'm here to let you know about what RPGs you can expect this month, April 2021. But first, let me tell you a bit about what games I've been playing this past month. First and foremost, I have been still sunk deep, deep into the rabbit hole of Bravely Default 2. It is scratching that turn-based job class itch that I have been craving since I finished Octopath Traveler so many uh, a couple years ago. Absolutely am in love with Bravely Default 2. And I'm not super crazy far. I might I'm on chapter three, uh, no, chapter four, excuse me, and I've just had a fantastic time leveling up my jobs, trying out different class combinations, seeing what cool skills can synergize with others, um, and I'm falling in love with all the characters. I love Elvis um, and Gloria and, and just everybody I've really taken a liking to. I'm still, the biggest, my biggest critique I will say with Rayleigh Default 2, the character models still do nothing for me. Um, they still just... Creepy dolls. I get the creepy doll vibe. and um, But really, on the scheme of things, it's a small nitpick. I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is far superior to Bravely Second. Um, and I would say only slightly below... Bravely Default, the, the original Bravely Default, but I have a, a, such a soft spot for that game, it's probably a bit biased. Um, I'm very excited to play more and finally beat it, but I'm just, I'm savoring this. I'm playing this for me, I'm not playing this to crank out a review or do a big discussion on it. I'm just taking my time and really savoring every moment, every quest, every new job discovery, Every difficult boss fight, all that, I'm, I'm savoring it. Bravely Default 2 is for me, and I am absolutely loving it. And if you are a fan of turn-based RPGs, give this a give this a like. You do not need to have played the previous Bravely Default game or Bravely Second or the mobile game. None of it. Standalone adventure. So give this a tryout, and uh, man, I hope we don't have to wait as long. For a Bravely Default third, uh, Bravely third, or Bravely Default three. That's all I gotta say. The other RPG I've uh, continuously been playing is I'm getting closer to finishing up Megami Tensei two in the Kyaku Megami Tensei collection that was released on Super Famicom. Um, that uh, two pack got a fan translation years ago, so I've been playing through that still. Same thing. It's very interesting to see the roots and kind of beginnings of the Megami Tensei and Shin Megami that would go on to become 
and spawn Shin Megami Tensei and Devil Summoner and Devil Survivor and Digital Devil Saga and Persona. It's it's very interesting to see the the humble beginnings, as it were, of um, such a prolific series that's out today and is loved by so so many people. Um, but with Nocturne HD Remaster getting a firm release date of next month, May. I gotta really kick it into high gear and beat these games. And lastly, a brand new release that I've been loving so, so much is Monster Hunter Rise. This has been, this past weekend, uh, whew, I played a lot of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, I got it Friday. Uh, my fiance Becky, she bought it for me for my birthday, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this on April 1st, so uh, so I got got to play my my birthday present early, so that's been cool. But no, I've had an absolute blast with it. Uh, I played with a bunch of people. Uh, I played with Jared Green from IP, of course, that you're probably familiar with. Uh, Jesse Vitale from Prima Games with Brendan Groom from Pass the Controller. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been playing also with Grayson Morales from uh, Game Rant, it, just to name a few. It's been such a good time. And Matt Storm, of course, as well. Uh, all been such a great time. Um, I, I am a longsword user. That is my go-to. I have always been a longsword user. So being able to mess around with the new Switch skills and jump around with the wire bugs has been an absolute joy. And of course, we cannot forget to talk about Best Boy the Palamutes. Uh, it will be incredibly difficult to go back to Monster Hunter games that don't include these. Is all I got to say. But yeah, those are the those are really the three main RPGs that I've been playing this month. Um, so with that out of the way, let's start talking about the RPGs that are coming out in April that you have to look forward to. We got a number of games hitting all on April 1st today. First off, we have Outriders from Square Enix on PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. This is the kind of looter-shooter games, uh, like, Destiny-esque Gears of War-like game that's releasing. Um, I had a chance to try out a... Pre, uh, pre-release or like uh, press preview of it uh, a few months ago and I thought it was it, it was interesting um, I thought the enemies were a bit too bullet spongy and um, the one class we used was kind of cool it was the uh, kind of mechanic engineerish class so I could like spawn turrets and things I thought it was pretty cool it had promise um, but when I played then things were a bit too spongy but since then, the big update that has me kind of that has me excited for it, truthfully, is that this is coming to Game Pass Day One on today. So as you are listening to this, you can pick it up if you are a member of Xbox Game Pass only on console, not on PC. But I think I hope that this helps it uh, because honestly, ooh. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see where this game lands a year from now, but with going up against really Monster Hunter Rise at this point as kind of the loot-based squad cooperative 
experience right now, even though it's on Xbox Game Pass and more consoles than Rise, which is only on Switch, I think Rise is still going to take a lot of its spotlight uh, in the long run. So, but who knows? I This could be the start of a f- awesome new IP. I, I hope to see it. I always love new IPs that I can fall in love with. I know I will be checking it out. My, how long I stick with it, hard to say. It depends on if I find a group of uh, fellow Outriders to play with. But regardless, I will be checking it out and I hope I can uh, check it out with you. So Outriders is releasing today on playstation and xbox and pc consoles so next up we have nice uh america bringing the heat to google stadia with legend of heroes trails of cold steel 3 and east 8 lacrimosa of donna both releasing on the stadia streaming platform today you know you already know i love cold steel so i guess play it but don't play it if you haven't played the other games This is a strange one. It's almost as strange to me as the Switch release, but hey, cool. Out of the two, I would honestly say play East 8, because as a standalone adventure, you can jump into Donna and have a great time, and it's a blast to play. But Cold Steel 3, don't play it unless you play the other games. Wait, the experience will be worth it, I promise you. But yes, uh, both of these games, absolutely fantastic. For East 8, Lacrimosa of Donna discussion and deep dive, you can check out an RPG U episode where I uh, sat down with Joey Adaletta, Um and we talked all about East 8. So give that a check out, along with Legend Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 today on Google Stadia. Keeping on that Cold Steel train... Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4 releases on PC, Switch, and Stadia uh, on April 9th. Uh, what a fantastic end to the series. I had so many emotions. What highs and, and lows emotionally I experienced with, with this game. All, all in good, good emotions, I should say. Um, absolutely loved it. I thought this was a fantastic conclusion to the story so far um be sure to check out my review of cold steel 4 over on irrationalpassions.com but much like cold steel 3 honestly even more so do not play this game unless you've played the others this game especially pulls from so many sources from trails of cold steel 1 through 3 to trails to uh Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure uh, with that has fan translations to the Trails in the Sky games, which are all on Steam um, by Xseed. It's just... Don't, don't start with this. And this continues my... I feel the same confliction as I did with this recommendation as I did with um, Cold Steel uh, 3 when it originally came out on Switch. I'm glad it's there, but without Cold Steel 1 and 2, which, for those of you who don't know, uh, the publishing rights for specifically those two games are handled by Exceed, not NIS Falcom. And for some reason, Exceed has not deemed it not worthy or decided they don't want to release as of yet 
um, Cold Steel 1 and 2, or the Trails of Sky Trails in the Sky games on Switch, which is a shame. So, honestly, at with all the other games available on PC, I think PC is fine. If you're a PC player, play it, because all the games are available on PC. Um, and on PS4 slash PS5, play it on there as well. But with Switch and Stadia only having... Excuse me, Trails in the Sky or uh, Trails of Cold Steel three and four. I think they're. I think it's cool, but if you've played the other ones, I don't know why you would suddenly switch to these platforms. But yes, it's more Cold Steel, and more Cold Steel is always good. But as I said just moments ago with Cold Steel three, and I have said in the past, don't play these games. Don't even look at them because even box arts can be spoilers until you've played the other games. Now, next up, on April 13th, we have Disgaea RPG Mobile releasing in the West. This is the uh, cell phone mobile game version of Disgaea that back in... Oh, what was it? Last year? Maybe the um, year before... Maybe it's 2019, honestly, at this point, that released in Japan but uh, was so kind of poorly received that they had to close it and pull it from the shelves to redo it and fix it. Um, But yes, this is kind of like an amalgamation uh, bringing characters and the uh, main cast from all the Disgaea games into a single mobile experience. Um, Yeah. It's it's one of those guys. I believe it's a a gotcha like system. Um, okay, if you're if you absolutely love Disgaea, give it a check out. I mean, it's free. You can't go wrong. Um, me personally, I have yet to find a mobile game, especially a mobile RPG, that I that I really get into. I, I bounce off these pretty hard, but I know a lot of people absolutely love these, like the Fire Emblem or the Bleach games, and I know Sky has a incredibly passionate fan base, so I hope you are excited for it, and I want you to let me know how this is. Should I hop on the Sky RPG bandwagon and give it a try, too? But yes, Sky RPG is releasing uh, in the West in English on April 13th, so give it a check out. <clears throat> Also on April 13th, at least in North America, we have Poison Control releasing on the PlayStation 4 and Switch, releasing April 13th in North America and April 16th in Europe. Now this game, it's a, um, it's also, it's another NIS uh, property, another NIS game. This is like an action shooter RPG, looks really interesting, it's the shooter, uh, the shooter meets action title combines high octane gameplay and a grim yet charming art style into one unforgettable adventure. Use poison its powers to purify poison mist while blasting away enemies as her gunslinging vessel. You can customize your gameplay experience by choosing between a male and female vessel, unlocking weapons and enhancements with each world you purify. Um, and it also has a 
kind of a visual novel s so you're bouncing back and forth between a visual novel kind of discussion or dating i don't need, i don't know if it's dating some but um that's sort of style and then the action run and gun uh points of combat uh it seems charming uh i put a lot of faith in nis i i love most of their games i think they do great stuff um i'm anxious to check out more of this to check out more poison control um and yeah so maybe you should too if you are a fellow nis fan so give that a check out next up we have the next entry in Square Enix's Saga Remaster push, uh, Saga Frontier Remaster, is joining Saga, uh, Romancing Saga 2, 3, and Scarlet Saga, releasing on PS4, Switch, Mobile, and PC on April 15th. This is the remastered uh, version of the 1998 PlayStation Classic. It comes with brand new graphics, new sprites, um, a new, brand new main character named Fuse, and new cutscenes, all sorts of things. It's going to be very exciting. I never played this game back when it released on the original PlayStation, um, so I'm anxious to kind of dive into it and see what this is all about. I have to say, I'm not a fan of the art style. I don't like the blobby art, the blobby color sprites that some Square Enix remasters go with. It's really weird. I don't know why they didn't keep like just really crisp-looking blocky sprites, but or give us an option. But yeah, um, very anxious to check this out. I know a lot of people are as well. Um, so yeah, more saga. I would love to see Square give this sort of remaster push to many other other properties: Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre, Ogre Battle. Uh, Brave Fencer Musashi as just a couple examples. But yes, you can catch Saga Frontier Remastered coming to PS4, Switch, Mobile, and PC on April 15th, so give it a check out. Coming in on April 22nd, next up we have Atlier, uh, I, er, not Atlier Iris, the Atlier Mysterious Trilogy Deluxe Pack is releasing on PS4, Switch, and PC on April 22nd. Now, this collection features deluxe versions of Atlier Ferris, Sophie, and Lydie, and Swaley. Uh, so, uh, this bundles the three At Atelier games in the, of the Mysterious series, the Mysterious Arc, in a single, easy-to-buy, and uh, expensive pack. They've done this with the Dust Trilogy, the um, Arlen Trilogy, fairly standard fare. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, the Atelier series is a long-running kind of shop-crafting simulator mixed with turn-based RPGs. Um, I think it originally got its start back on the PlayStation 1, um, possibly even before. Uh, but my first experience was with, the, with Atelier Iris on the PS2, which was more of a RPG-focused game and less on the shop sim. Um... And while I have never played uh, Ferris, Sophie, or Lydie and Swaley, uh, these, this has always been a series that I've been intrigued by and interested in really diving into. I played uh, Rorona Plus. Um, I played Eski and Lodgy, a part of the Dust series. I think they're fun. I've never completed one. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's a 
inter- if you're more into kind of the cra- like crafting in RPGs, I think you'll really enjoy the Adelaide series. And with Ryza, uh, the two Ryza games doing incredibly well so far, I think just this past week, or maybe it was last week, um, they announced that the Ryza games had sold a million copies between the two of them, which is fantastic. Um, but if you want to play the games before the Ryza series, check out Atelier the Mysterious Trilogy Deluxe Pack on April 22nd on PS4, Switch, and PC. Now, next up, really the main, uh, really, I would argue, the only um, kind of indie uh, RPG that's coming out in April, coming entering early access, is Heartshaped Games' uh, We Are the Caretakers. Um, this is a... Uh, a really interesting game. Um, it's uh, it has like a squad building system. It says inspired by Darkest Dungeon, Ogre Battle, and XCOM, where you your main goal is to defend endangered animals in the world and um, kind of keep things uh, alive. Funding research to keep these animals alive which is a very interesting kind of spin uh and premise so it looks kind of cool it's got some really cool uh character designs it's got some cool i'm digging the kind of rts uh strategy elements that it's showing off graphics wise it's kind of simple but it is an indie game so uh just keep that in mind it is uh yeah, it kind of kind of looks cool. I from the main the, the characters themselves, I almost get a Warframe vibe from watching the the trailer. Um, but yeah, we are the caretakers. It is launching on in early access on April twenty second. So give it a check out. Now, probably the biggest game, uh, really of this entire month is near replicant version 1.22474487139 releasing on ps4 xbox one and pc on april 23rd now this is the kind of enhanced remaster remake of the original near game that uh launched back on the ps3 and xbox 360 back in the day the u.s got uh near gestalt i want to say while Japan got a different version, which tweaks some, um, tweak the character designs and um, kind of the kind of the story. So in Japan, it was near Replicant, and over here it was near Gestalt, which adjusted some things. Um, but yeah, we are finally getting near Replicant over here in. Uh, Man, a lot of people are looking forward to this game. A lot of people, myself included. Uh, I own Nier on 360 and PS3, but I actually haven't really played them that much. I do want to uh, fix that for an upcoming RPG University. Tease. Just just, just a little tease there. Um, But no, this is one of those games... After Automata did so well and garnered such a cult and popular, really mass market... I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but I would say it's above cult following. Um, I think a lot of people 
uh, who weren't aware of the Nier series before Automata um, should give this a check out. I'm very excited for it. It's got that same kind of crazy um, Yoko Taru vibe to it. Um, but yeah, give this a check out on April 23rd. That is near Replicant version 1.224744871139, releasing on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on April 23rd. Next up, we have another kind of new current-gen remaster releasing, and that is Judgment, releasing on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Stadia on April 23rd as well. This is kind of the spin-off Yakuza game where you play a detective that tons of people loved last year. No, I think it was the year before. Um, but yes, tons and tons of people love Judgment. Uh, I haven't played it. I have a sealed copy sitting on my shelf right now as it's one of those games I plan to play. Um, but this is very cool. That this is coming out on PS5. I don't believe that this game has a free um, kind of upgrade that you can do, unfortunately. So if you have the original Judgment, I don't think you will be able to just insert a disc and upgrade it, unfortunately. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But um, if you are a fan of the Yakuza series... Uh give it a check out you know um this is a spin-off but it is from what i've heard anyway it's just as good and deserves your attention so give it a check out when it releases on current gen pop platforms on ps5 series x series s and stadia on april 23rd and ending the uh ending the um the month out we have death end request releasing a port on switch on april 27th um this is a compile heart and idea factory title where it takes it has like a classic turn-based rpg but it flips it upside down you switch between an rpg action of the game world and the visual novel segments of the real world in the realm of game development it may all seem fun in games until the lines between fantasy begin to blur um, so yeah, this game initially released back in 2018, and it's been on a bunch of things. It was on PS4, it was on Steam. Um, I haven't played it myself, but as it, it shares a similar style, if you're a fan of the Neptunia games, or, or are aware of them, it's very similar in art style. Um, but you play as Arata Mizunashi, a video game programmer. Who receives a notification from an email sent to him by Sheena Neomaya, a colleague who went missing nearly a year ago. Together, they work to create World's Odyssey, a virtual landscape powered by breath breathtaking state-of-the-art technology. Until Sheena's disappearance put production to a swift halt. And there's nefarious forces and all sorts of things. And uh, an outcome with and a. Uh, Apparently, she must complete the game to unlock the perfect ending, now come with a success rate of 1%, and they encounter a slew of NPC characters that blur perceptions of humanity and AI technology. So, 
Sounds kind of wacky, but it sounds like an Idea Factory game. So if you haven't snagged Death and Request on the previous platforms of uh, PC or on uh, PlayStation, give it a check out now, releasing on April 27th on the Nintendo Switch. Well, everybody, that is going to do it for another syllabus uh, here at RPG University that covers April 2021. Thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today, and be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at IrrationalPod with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter at SalisNick120. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, class is missed.